On a sports ground in Canada, a couple in their 70s are sat on some stainless steel bleachers. Typically, you see this kind of low-budget seating at baseball fields all across North America. But in this case, Hetty and Ward are sat watching rugby for the first time in their lives. We're here because our, one of our grandsons well, is playing. Never been to rugby, never seen rugby, don't know how it's played, no, nothing. It's a very active sport. Children are very engaged, and uh, so far we still don't know how it's played, but <laughs> maybe by the end <laughs> of the right. practice we will. No, Might have some idea. It's not like football that I played in high school. <laughs> Despite not knowing much about the sport, they are already noticing one important cultural aspect, community. It's wonderful to see so many parents engaged and so many children here. Yes. Four or five different teams, and uh, it's really heartwarming. Until I told them, they didn't realize the kids were sharing their training session with professional players. The Welsh Women's and Team Canada squads are doing grassroots outreach while in town for their test match. Does that feel like a big deal to you? It's a very big yes. deal. They seem like they were kind of special in, in, in a league of their own, but I didn't know who they were either. So, And very good yes. of them to come out here and, and play with the children. Yes. Yeah, it's fantastic. Good for them. We should be, be getting autographs. You should. <laughs> Welcome to Soft Power, a podcast that will explore the impact Welsh sport has on the brand of Wales and how it's applied in the real world. My name is Rhys Waters. In this episode, we'll be exploring the grassroots opportunities for sports diplomacy. For the head of Wales in Canada, Andrew Wagstaff, the grassroots perception is just as important as any other. I think with the success that Wales is having on the international stage across various different sports at the moment and the renewed energy that Welsh Government uh, and our stakeholders are putting into sports diplomacy and soft, the soft power of sports and demonstrating the soft power of sports around the world, I see real opportunity there to engage a very wide audience of people. Part, a big part of my job is just raising Wales's profile in Canada. And there isn't a better way of doing that than to cast your net as wide as possible. And something like sport is a way of engaging almost all of the population very, very easily. When you see Welsh sports teams on Canadian television, then Canadians have got Wales in their mind. And that is the first step for me to start having a conversation with them about something completely different but I'm interested in them having Wales in their mind in the first place if that makes sense. When Canadians see Welsh flags on television, when Canadians see Wales doing really really well in the World Cup in Qatar which we will be doing, when Canadians see people wearing bucket hats either in Canada, on the ground in Canada uh, uh, sports matches or when they're when they're turning on the television um, to watch the Football World Cup in Qatar. Having those images of Wales in their mind means that Wales is in their subconscious at least, which is the first hurdle for us when we want to have a conversation about something else. For our sports diplomacy expert Gavin Price, the opportunity is about perception and leaving a lasting impression that is positive. You know when you go on holiday somewhere if something sort of negative happens to you when you first arrive, you tend not to like that place as much. 
it's those kind of first impressions. So, you know, if you're you're at a, at a uh, an international match or there's an athlete and um, either from your home country or an overseas country, and um, you know you're, you're you're playing, I don't know China, and, and one of the athletes comes over and kicks the ball with the kids and says hello and shakes a hand, you're you're going to have a completely different perception of that nation to what maybe span in you know social media or, or, or conventional media and it's it's about i guess um just connecting for, for positive reasons for the common good and love of sport you know it's about briefing the athletes giving them some um sort of um, knowledge about where they're going um sort of their, their their customs the way society operates so they can be respectful so when they go there, they can they can build those ties and cast your nation in the best light and, 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 and you know, win more friends and enemies, if you like. It's as simple as that. At its best, you know, sport is, is, is a great unifier. And at this very special training session, it's also an opportunity for the host club. I'm Elliot Kayser and I'm the president of the Halifax Tiles Rugby Club in uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia. So the biggest club in Nova Scotia, we've got 100 kids that play here every Tuesday and then we've got 100 senior men and about 80 senior women uh, playing in four senior teams. For Elliot, this opportunity means a lot, especially for a grassroots organisation run by volunteers. It's just incredible and it's just so inspirational for all those kids, boys and girls, to come and see professional athletes, uh, training them and seeing what they can become playing for their country. Uh, having the test match here is just a, it's fantastic for our club and it's fantastic for rugby in the province. It feels great. Um, we've had a, a great investment over the last couple of years with the clubhouse and uh, just to see it being used and that that investment has brought uh, two international clubs to our club to, to play and train is fantastic. In previous years they'd have been elsewhere and uh, been struggling for fields. The opportunity here for a grassroots-focused rugby nation like Wales is not to be underestimated. Obviously with Canadian sport, rugby is a, is a minor sport. It's not what kids immediately want to do. Sorry, there's a lot of background noise in the scrum. <laughs> um, it's not what kids grow up wanting to do initially. Um, and then they find it typically in girls, maybe 10, 11, 12 years old, at boys a little bit older, about 15, 16 at high school and uh, it's just blowing up at the moment. It's so popular. We've got loads and loads of kids that are starting where they've never played before. Um, this year we've managed to run a U20s men's competition for the first time, um, and then our women's team is, is, is full of high school and university kids uh, just playing the great game. Matt is one of the coaches at the Tars Rugby Club. For the Welsh and Canadian teams to be here, it offers a new level of legitimacy for the club and its community. It's exciting. It's exciting that this is this is the rugby field. It's strange to come here now and see anything else, where before it was strange to go to a field and see rugby. And that the national team can be here for a week and use our clubhouse as a setup and the change rooms are up to standard and the meeting room and the everything is all set up. I think it, it attracts this possibility more. Why, why wouldn't more high-performance teams come here and camp in for a week and play a big match? and there's been the Coast to Coast Cup this year where an, uh, a West Coast uh, Performance Academy and the Ontario Performance Academy and the Atlantics played a tournament and they played it all here and they used our facilities. And it's, uh, it's exciting that, that this is now the rugby club. It was always, it was the rugby field if you knew it was the rugby field, but now it's the rugby field for everybody, we hope. These interactions may seem minor, but for some kids, the memories will stay with them for a lifetime. Grassroots engagement can have a lasting impact, 
as Gavin Price demonstrates. It's huge, you know. It, the, it, it leaves an indelible mark on 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 on, on kids. So I can remember um, as a youngster being around the uh, Welsh men's uh, national football team, the hotel um, up at the Celtic Manor, and I was a really young lad, and um, <clears throat> I was messing around as young kids do in the lobby, and I tripped over, and walking past was Neville Southall, and he kind of like picked me up. And he went, geez, he said something along the lines of, geez, it's easier trying to keep goal and bloody control you lot. And we had a laugh. And then Nev came outside in the foyer with us. We had a ball and he let us kick the ball at him. That, you know, and he didn't need to do that. And that, that has always stuck, stuck in my mind. And you know, I was lucky enough to interview um, Neville for the, the Welsh Sports Diplomacy Research and Project later in life, and and I reminded him of this. I'm sure he doesn't remember, but he was very kind. But you know, he is a he is an amazing example of what I call a true sports diplomat and a Welsh one at that. If you look at the work he does, certainly around social inclusion, you know, he often gives up his um, social media platform to different charities and uh, you know social inclusion cause, causes. You know, he speaks effusively about um, Wales football, you know, as I say, inclusion. You know, he's just one, one of the good guys and we, we need more of those. So so definitely I think, you know, the role that athletes can play, um, you know, I think most impressively if you look at um, the Welsh women's football team and also uh, England's women um, at the last year, in fact, all of, the, all, all of the teams, to be fair, at the last Euros, I mean, the outreach work they were doing and, um, you know, handing out, match jerseys to the kids and, you know, taking photographs and having a laugh with them and kicking the ball around. It's, it's, it's absolutely priceless. And, and, you know, hopefully it gets more of them interested in the game. And if they're from another nation, it maybe gets them interested in their culture. You can't, you can't buy that. Simple as that. While dozens of kids run drills with incredible sporting role models, the parents on the sidelines are just as enthused. Uh, I'm Rebecca, and I have three kids here today. So one in under six, under eight, and the intro to contact. And my middle kid and my oldest kid really love it. Like, they've really, they're really into it, so it's great. Old connections are rekindled, and new ones are being formed. Uh, my name is Jessica. My seven-year-old daughter is playing. Uh, she's actually been with the TARS since she was three, so she's been playing for a few years. It's a, definitely a family thing, so my husband and I both played. Um, I am retired now after too many uh, concussions, but my husband still plays. He's into his 40s now, actually, and he still plays for the Celtics. Where I grew up in rural New Brunswick, we actually didn't have rugby until I was in grade 12. Um, and funny enough, Olivia DeMerchant, who is on the women's Team Canada here and here tonight. Um, she's from the same area that I'm from. So she grew up, she played on the men's team because there was no girls or women's rugby back then. Um, so the fact that they have, you know, boys and girls starting from such a young age, I think is phenomenal. Like like I said, I didn't, I wasn't introduced to rugby till I was 17 years old. Um, so the fact that we've got, you know, two-year-olds over here getting a chance to learn the sport is amazing. And my, my daughter loves watching any, like my husband watches every rugby game that there is on TV. He'll watch it all. He'll be up at four o'clock in the morning. My seven-year-old daughter gets up with him to watch all those games too. So, I mean, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, it's really cool. Again, the chance for people to learn more about the sport um, and kind of getting this exposure. It's, it's a rugby community, it really is. So for the fact that, you know, 
they get this exposure, that they get to the the outside rugby community, you know, the regular people in Halifax getting to learn more about the sport and see it is just really, really cool. The other amazing opportunity here in a multicultural nation like Canada, rugby becomes a rallying point for people from all around the globe. And an event like this is not to be missed. My name is Risha. And yes, we have two children. We are from South Africa. My husband played some rugby, um, uh, like, you know, school rugby. And he, he helps out um, as a, just as a, as a coach casually. And that's about it, yes. And then, yeah, rugby is a big part of our South African culture. And that's why we, the children enjoy it, especially our daughter. And um, what we've noticed here is that the girls' rugby is so amazing. You know, where in South Africa, girls' rugby isn't that big. It's only more for men, you know. So it's nice to see that from um, that opportunity for her. She's nine years old and then my son is six years old. He plays small. <laughs> He's still small. Yeah. And it's, a, and it's something that's familiar to our culture. So it's something that we can grab onto, which is nice. And it's moti it motivates people to come here because it's, it's where you gather and you get together to speak about rugby. <laughs> which is nice, yes. The social, it's all about the social at the end of the day. You go there after practice and just social with people, which is nice, yeah. For Gavin Price, these kinds of teams are an amazing network opportunity. Although I'm from the Newport area and I, I played the mice glass when I was a kid, um, the Cumbran area is twin, twin, uh, twinned with Bruxelles and um, Baden-Württemberg region. I can remember going on a football exchange there and staying with a German family. And to this day, those, those exchanges still happen most years. And I think, you know, that's a really great way of, of building ties. And I've no doubt if you analyse the sort of organic relationships that developed from there, there will have been business outcomes. Um, there will have been, you know, um, cultural outcomes. I'm sure um, there would have been a number of German visitors that came to this region and to South Wales and may not have come, but they've come because of that because they've built ties over the years. So I think those relationships, there's a lot of work the Wales has done with like looking at its worldwide diaspora and how they can help build business ties and project Wales on the world stage. Um, but I think if you... Where we really, really need to look is, is, is sports networks and, and, you know, kids and young people play a, a, a really important role. But, you know, I played for a number of clubs in Australia, um, most notable Canberra City in, in the Australian capital, Canberra, South Yarra in Melbourne. I still have many close ties with players that I played and anyone who plays sport, no matter what sport it is, they'll have those enduring memories. But more importantly... Some of those people, I know um, diplomats that played for those teams. I know CEOs. I know people doing great things in government, in, in INGOs. And, and they're all people I tap into and use now. So if we can amplify that and really look at those networks around the world, um, the Football Association of Wales Coached Programme is, is, is amazing. I mean, you only got to look at the, the top players that have come through, have graduated through there, like um, Patrick Vieira, Mikel Arteta, Freddie Lundberg, um, Thierry Henry, they've all done courses with FA Wales, but then that attracts other coaches from different nations around the world that are, are working at other levels of the game, men's, women's, youth, you name it, FAW is coaching them online, they're also coming to Wales. We really, really, really need to look at those networks and really amplify them. So, I, look, I, I think that stuff is so, so important, it's really important.
in the next and final episode, we will try and understand the huge opportunity in Welsh football. If you've enjoyed this podcast, then please visit wales.com slash Canada to meet the team behind it and to find out more. This has been a Podstarter production. production.